John chapter 6, verse 35 through 40 reads, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Just believe. There are about 170,000 words in the English language. 170,000. Perhaps the most misused words among them are the words love, freedom, and belief. We live in a society that thrives on separating people from their humanity and separating words from their true meanings. And as Christians in this society, we often find ourselves acquiescing to these systems and that use perverted language to justify the oppression of many. We love things and ideas rather than people. We use freedom as an excuse to lock up and mistreat other human beings. We are faced now more than ever with the responsibility to reclaim these words and to redefine what it means to love and to exercise freedom, but most of all, what it means to have belief in Jesus Christ. What does it really mean to believe, and why is it so important to us? In John chapter 6, the word believe comes up a lot. Where the passage begins for today, Jesus had already healed a man who was paralyzed for nearly 40 years. He had preached to the multitudes and fed them all with a mere five loaves and two fish. He had walked on the water and gotten his disciples out of a storm and to the other side safely. By the time he made it to the other side, though, those same people that he had fed were there waiting for him. And they asked Jesus, when did you get here? Or, yo, you got any more of them fish sandwiches? Any more signs? We need just a little more proof that you are who you say you are. So Jesus says to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. Jesus here uses the metaphor of bread to draw parallels between their cultural understanding of religion and what it means to have true faith in God. Bread of life would be familiar language to them because this was around the time of the Passover feast and the bread symbolizes sustenance. It represents deliverance and nourishment for a journey. This allusion to the Exodus story should have made sense to them, but Jesus knew better than to just leave them with that. So he says, and this is the first point, come, whoever comes to me shall never hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The first step to coming into a new understanding of our faith in God or believing is to simply come close to him. Ironically, that is exactly what the people had done. And we need to be careful that when we are chasing after Jesus, that we are seeking salvation and not signs, because it is possible to be in the presence of the Savior and miss salvation. He says, come to me, come, draw near. This is not a mere agreement 
but a transformation. Our time in the presence of God should not just be a moment, but a movement that pushes us towards the good, the better, and the best. That means that we should always be aiming to get closer to him. Are we really doing that? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. This part says, For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. James chapter 4 and verse 8 says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We must actively fight the natural tendency towards sin and double-mindedness. And that means that we must not just come to Jesus, but that we must choose Jesus. The multitudes had come to Jesus. They were right there with him, but they did not choose him. They chose to chase the sign rather than diligently seek the Savior that their souls were really longing for. The scripture does not say that God rewards those who diligently seek signs. For the sign is a reward that will fill you up only for a while and then leave you just as empty as before. Choose Jesus. Make an intentional decision to seek him and follow Jesus, not because he can give you bread, but because he is the bread you are seeking. As Jesus urges us to choose him and reevaluate our priorities, he is compelling us to focus on spiritual things rather than obsessing over the things he already has control over. Matthew 6:31 says, "Therefore, take no thought, saying, "What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things." Listen to what he says next. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Come to Jesus and choose him first. He goes on to say in verse 36, but I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. That word that Jesus says, Believe is translated from a Greek word that literally means to trust or to entrust, to, re, to rely on the reality of Jesus and to lean on him and to have great conviction and confidence in his character. So to believe is to place our trust in God's truth. We must come to him. We must choose him and then we must trust him. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. What this proverb is really getting at is that when we trust God, we give him room to transform us. Have confidence in his ability to change us from the inside out. Trust is about acceptance. It is Clear that the multitude following Jesus did not really trust him because they followed him for bread, but did not eat what he gave them spiritually. These things are at the very core of our faith. Come, choose, trust, because disbelief always manifests itself as disobedience. Many of us say that we believe, but we operate in disobedience, and we can only do what we believe and what we believe shapes how we live our lives. 
when we reach out for signs and miracles rather than the Savior, what we are demonstrating is discontentment, ungratefulness. Is Jesus not enough? Lord, have mercy on our souls. Draw near to him, choose him, trust him, be transformed. Lastly, let me say this. With as much conviction and sincerity as I possibly can, do you really want Jesus? Do you really want Jesus? If you do, then your life becomes about more than just eating and drinking and gaining. All the things you have heard today are verbs. Come, choose, trust, believe. Verbs require action. What is this action? This action is love. Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. Coming to Jesus involves making a choice to forsake the world and follow him. Believing in Jesus means placing our faith in him that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do and that he is the only one who can. Love demands faithfulness and faithfulness demands trust and trust is belief. Do you believe? Come to him, choose him today, trust him right now, love him forever. This is what it means to believe. Open your heart to God right now, wherever you are, let him in and be changed. Come to him, choose him, trust him, be transformed and believe. This is God's word for God's people, amen.